Welcome to Real Estate Talk with Mary Ellen, Karen, and Cecile, the CSJ team, brought to you by Alfont Wissahickon Realtors. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever you find your podcast. Hi, I'm Lydia Chen from the CSJ team at Alfont Wissahickon Realtors. I'm here today with Melanie Rodbart from JNM Preservation Studio. Melanie is a structural engineer, and her firm works on historic preservation. Um, they've worked on many national land, historic landmarks and uh, properties of historic interest throughout the region. Mel has worked for uh, 17 years on many row houses. So Mel, I'm so happy to have you here. And can you tell us a little bit about the history of row houses? How old are they? And what's interesting to know about the structure or the materials? Sure. Thank you so much for having me today, Lydia. Um, So row houses in Philadelphia um, are over 200 years old. Uh, The first ones were built in the colonial and early 19th century, and those include the Trinity, the Double Trinity, and the Federal Georgian Townhouse. Um, So those you see uh, all over, Old City, Society Hill, Kensington. Um, Later in uh, the late 19th century, um, they, you could start seeing the big urban mansions that you see along North and South Broad Street and also Rittenhouse Square. Uh, most recently, uh, the 20th century row houses, they included subsidized public housing, the porch fronts that we see in East Falls and Francisville, and also post-war construction in Northeast Philly, Roxborough, and Mount Airy. One thing that's true of all row houses is that they are built with a combination of masonry and timber joist framing. Um, the majority of them are brick, uh, but we often see brownstone elements, uh, especially in Rittenhouse Square, and also some decorative brownstone um, at the base of the row homes, whether that's the water table or the window sills and headers. Um, but all of them have wood joists that span from party wall to party wall, uh, parallel to the front facade. So um, they are so old, 200 years old or 100 years old. What kinds of structural issues might they have? I mean, should homeowners be worried? Uh, In general, water is the root of all (laughs) problems that we see in row homes. So the most vulnerable part of a row home, and in any building in general, is the roof. Uh, So if water gets into the building, um, it can cause deterioration of the wood floor joists. If that happens, uh, the pockets become rotted, and you can see some sagging in the floor. Um, if you have a floor that is not even and you're, you know, a ball rolls across the room, uh, that's generally caused from deteriorated joist framing. Um, also, we see problems with uh, the front facade. Sometimes uh, you'll see a bulge or cracking or bowing of the wall. And again, that's usually caused um, from water. Uh, eroding the mortar joints or eroding the masonry units themselves. And those issues are, are correctable, um, but those are, are typical common problems that we see in row homes in Philadelphia. Well, that sounds pretty scary. Um, Karen, did you want to say something? Yes. Um, so how do you go about making those corrections? Is it something as, as traumatic as having to take your whole front wall down, or are there other options? No, usually you don't have to do that. If you can spot the problem early on, you can do localized repairs, such as installing star bolts. Star bolts are those things, those metal stars that you see across a row home. And they're typically, they can be a star shape, or they can be a plate or a diamond, whatever you choose. But it has to, um, it, there's a threaded rod 
facade that connects that star bolt on the outside of the facade that connects back to the floor framing. So it typically involves removing the ceiling um, inside about four feet from that front wall and then inserting a rod that connects to the wood joist. So you're cinching that portion of the wall that is bulging. Uh, another type of repair um, that's a lot more um, hidden is uh, it's much modern. It's uh, installing helical ties. They're stainless steel, really skinny pins that get inserted in the mortar joints, and then they can be um, repaired on the outside with just a little bit of mortar, so you don't even see them, and that stitches the wall together. Um, if the joist framing it has become deteriorated, um, it's a little more difficult to replace individual joists, but it can be done. Otherwise, uh, sisters and, and scabs, which is a repair term when you're installing new lumber to the side of a joist to, to reinforce it in place. And that can be done as well. Oh, when I first came to Philadelphia, I thought all those stars were just like a theme of the city, like so patriotic. Um, so they actually have a function. They do, yes. And they are quite effective. So once they're in place, you know that it's a sign like, hey, there was a problem here, but it has been corrected. So if you see a house with a lot of star bolts, uh, you should feel good about it then. Yeah, I wouldn't run from it. I okay. definitely wouldn't be discouraged. It meant that the owner saw an issue and they corrected it. All right. Sometimes I see on brick facades these kind of stair-step cracks underneath the window. Um, does that mean the house is starting to sink, or what does that mean? So that could be an indication of a couple of things. So those are definitely structural cracks. They're not something that should be ignored. Um, cracks usually occur at the weakest point of a wall, which would be an opening, whether that's a door or a window. Um, so typically that is from uh, uneven settlement at the foundation level, which is difficult to correct. Um, it also could be uh, from just localized stress or just mortar um, eroding from the building in terms of water damage. So again, that could be correct by, depending on if the brick needs to be reconstructed or not, you could simply um, insert steel reinforcement hidden away from the front of, of the facade and also repointing those joints. It would have to be tracked, though, to see if there's any other structural issues related to that specific case. What about inside the house? Um, sometimes I see a little crack from the corner of the ceiling. Um, yeah, so sometimes they're a big deal and they're not harmless, and other times they are. Uh, if a crack is greater than a quarter of an inch, that's a warning sign. If a crack is larger at one end than the other, that's also a, a problem. Horizontal cracks are always problematic. So if you see them in a foundation wall, that's the time to call a structural engineer. Um, most of the time, diagonal cracks and vertical cracks are not a, a big deal as long as they're, they're um, small in nature. However, if a homeowner finds a crack and they notice that it has changed in size, size that is a, a, an opportunity to investigate a little bit deeper. Something behind that wall probably is moving and shifting and should be checked out. Well, there are so many row houses in the city, so there are so many homeowners that live in these row houses. What can a homeowner do to sort of keep an eye on things themselves? What, they sh what should they be looking for? So they should, on a regular basis, make sure uh, that water is going to the proper location. You know, make sure if you have downspouts and gutters on the back of your property that they that the gutters are not clogged and that the downspouts are flowing where they need to go. A backup in the line will ultimately back up into your house and you will have water issues and then structural problems. So just be mindful of those things. 
a homeowner can look at the front of their facade on a daily basis and notice any changes. As soon as something is going on, take, take notice of that and then and deal with that problem as it arises. I recommend to homeowners to go into their basements if they're not finished and take a look at the framing. They can look at the joist ends. They can see if there's termite damage or rot or deterioration. They could see if a, a plumber uh, installed a pipe in the middle of a joist or chopped a hole. They are notorious for doing that. Same with electricians. Uh, so if you have a, a, bowl, you know, a bowl in your floor or your furniture isn't s- sitting right, it's uneven, take a look at that the framing from your basement and look up and, and check out what's going on. You can monitor cracks on your own. It's, uh, it can be done over a long period of time as cracks change with uh, seasonal changes. Um, it seems like it's a lot of trouble to have a row house. Would you say that it's not a good idea to have one? Absolutely not. No, they, there's so many benefits to having a row house from an environmental perspective. And also these are easily to be retrofitted. Um, and in, from, a, from a homeowner's point of view, uh, no, as long as you keep the water out, these can, they're, they're quite, uh, they could have a long life. Do you think they'll last another 100 years? I, I definitely think so. Okay, so thank you very much. Real estate has always been a long-term investment. (laughs) Yes. So you're in good shape with a townhouse. So thank you very much, Melanie, for joining us today. It's been highly informative. We appreciate it. It was my pleasure. And how can we be in touch with you in the future? Oh, you can reach uh, out to me by emailing me at melanie at jmpreservation.com. You can also check out my website, jmpreservation.com. Okay, thank you. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure. You're welcome. Don't forget to like, review, subscribe, and share our podcasts. And send your suggestions. We want to hear from you. The CSJ team with Mary Ellen, Karen, Cecile, the Stellar Choice.